This is Morning Air. This is about educating a people that for 40 years haven't been given the full truth. It's time now to speak the truth. When you do things to the best of your ability, keeping Jesus number one and doing everything you possibly can for His glory, that's a winner. You are called to make the light of Christ shine brightly in the world. Bringing the light of Christ to start your day. This is Morning Air with John Morales on Relevant Radio. Four minutes after the hour, it's Tuesday, November 23rd. Good morning and welcome to Morning Air. I'm John Morales along with Glenn Leverance. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. Today is the memorial of St. Clement I, Pope and Martyr, and Blessed Miguel Pro. On Tuesdays, we always remember to pray to our guardian angels, asking them for help in our everyday lives. This morning, with heavy hearts, we continue to pray for the victims of the horrific tragedy in Waukesha, Wisconsin, on Sunday that killed at least five people and injured over 48 more, including a a Catholic priest and 13 children. In fact, uh, this tragedy has hit home and has even uh, affected um, members of our relevant radio family family, and we'll have much more on this coming up next hour. We begin uh, every show, every day, every hour, giving thanks to our Lord, uh, always asking through the intercession of the Mother of God, our Blessed Mother Mary. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Our Lady of Guadalupe, patroness of the Americas, patroness of life and of relevant radio, pray for us. St. Joseph, in this year of St. Joseph, pray for us. St. John Paul II, co-patron of relevant radio, pray for us, and we always invoke the Holy Spirit. When we pray, come Holy Spirit, come. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Our power scripture from the Playbook of Life is from Matthew 24, verses 42 and 44. Jesus the Lord says, watch therefore, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. Therefore, you must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Our Lord Jesus Christ reminds us that we must be watchful. Christ says that no one knows the day or the hour, nor the angels, nor the Son, but only the Father. None of us know when the end of the world or the second coming of Christ will happen, but every single one of us will face the end of our life when we will meet the Lord, the just judge. We always pray with great confidence, Jesus, I trust in you. Our number, if you want to be part of the program, 888-914-9149. That's 888-914-9149. Now, as we've been talking about four months, on Wednesday, December 1st, the U.S. Supreme Court will hear oral arguments on Dobbs versus Jackson women's health, a legal challenge to Mississippi's law that bans abortion after 15 weeks of pregnancy. This is historic because there is a chance that after nearly half a century, Roe v. Wade could be overturned and go back to the states. Earlier this month, Students for Life uh, embarked on a national seminar 
now bus tour in support of a pro-life ruling in the Dobbs case. And joining us now is Kristen Hawkins, the president of Students for Life of America and Students for Life Action. Kristen is a Christian, a wife, a mother, grassroots activist, author, speaker, and a human rights advocate. Since 2006, she has built up a small organization made up of just a few dozen student groups scattered across our country to a coordinated national team that serves over 1,200 plus students for life chapters in all 50 states and has trained over 100,000 young people. Good morning, Kristen. Welcome back to Morning Air. Good to be with you once again. Thanks for joining us. Good morning, John. Thanks for having me today. Kristen, uh, tell us about uh, Students for Life of America and how you guys are really uh, preparing to usher in a a potential post-row America. Yeah, you know, Students for Life, we launched 15 years ago, and, you know, we really had this idea back then of how do we prepare now? Uh, How do we train an Army now to be the first post Roe v. Wade generation. And so really every program we have launched, every initiative we have created, it's really been with that intention in our mindset. Um, And that is why we we go onto the campuses, high schools, starting pro-life groups, training pro-life leaders, asking them, you know, what can we do to transform your culture here on your campus to support pregnant and parenting women? Uh, so no woman ever feels like she has to choose between her life and the life of her child. Um, and then how can we engage in our communities? And that's exactly what we've been doing. Um, and I have to tell you, John, the pro generation will be out there. Uh, you know, I'll be there at the Supreme Court next week cheering on, uh, praying for the justices, praying for the Attorney General who we've come to know very, very well there in Mississippi, who will be arguing the pro-life movement's case before the court. Uh, and we've got some pretty big banners to unveil, but uh, we're just going to come out and say it next week of we're the post-Roe generation. And, um, Kristen, you have been working uh, with the Mississippi Attorney General, uh, Lynn Fitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is an outstanding uh, pro-life advocate. Uh, do you feel good about this being the person that's going to be arguing uh, on behalf of women, on behalf of the unborn? I absolutely do. I actually had the uh, opportunity to uh, interview A.G. Fitch uh, last week for my podcast. And, um, you know, it was fun to have, you know, 20 minutes of time or other people weren't on the line just to kind of hear her heart, why she was excited for this case. Um, and, you know, it was interesting when she, when she sent out her amicus brief to the court and you know, I think this court case uh, garnered the most ever amicus briefs, friends of the court briefs to the Supreme Court this summer. You know, she came right out and said it that not only is she there to defend this Mississippi law, the right of Mississippi to ban painful dismemberment abortions at 15 weeks and beyond, but Roe versus Wade was egregiously wrong uh, and needs to be reviewed and needs to be reversed and the decision of abortion needs to be returned to states. She, you know, we often talk about political leaders who kind of speak the language of being pro-life, but then don't really live it out, um, don't really... Um, uh, work for it. She she is not that type of leader. I mean, she is going to the court 
to do something that, you know, so many of us have dreamed about since 1973 or since we became, you know, aware of the abortion uh, tragedy unfolding in our country. And they're taking their office is taking this very seriously, this moment, this opportunity that she's been granted to go before the high court. I mean, this is a historic case because this is the first case that they've allowed to even be heard that's a what's called a pre-viability ban on abortions, to even be heard in front of the court, which already shows uh, that there must be some willingness to revisit Roe and its holding. So um, this, is a, this is a big moment, and I, I'm, I think she's the right woman for the job. And in anticipation of this big moment, uh, I, I know that Students for Life of America had an ultrasound uh, bus tour uh, recently that launched uh, a few weeks back at the beginning of the month. Uh, tell us about the tour. What was your impressions of how it was uh, received? Yeah, we did a tour. We started there in Jackson, Mississippi, where this case originated. And um, it was see me now. And it was a spinoff the tour we've been doing on college campuses since September, which I have to tell you has been one of our most successful college campus tours we've ever done. We visited 160 campuses. I think we've got a few more left to go. Um, we had thousands of conversations. On the spot, we recorded 11% of the pro-choice students we talked to change their minds about abortion, and more than 45% of the pro-life students we identified signed up. We activated them to join our movement. And what we did with the tour was, the idea was, let's talk about the victims of the abortion industry. Let's talk about the child. Let's talk about the woman. And we actually used um, some 3D imagery. We created a 3D video. We were giving out virtual reality goggles to anyone who stopped to talk to us. We gave them a free pair of uh, virtual reality goggles to see life in the womb and to also see uh, a non-graphic uh, depiction of a 15-week abortion. And students were just absolutely shocked. And so we thought, let's do this on a national scale. We started in Jackson. And instead of doing virtual reality, we partnered with our friends at Vans for Life, and we took a live ultrasound. And so at every uh, state capital we visited, from uh, Mississippi all the way up to, to Washington, D.C., which we just reached last weekend, um, we were showing live ultrasounds uh, to everyone, every media person, every person on the street, anyone who was in viewing distance to see life in the womb. Um, because that's what we need the Supreme Court to do. We need the Supreme Court to see us. They need to see the 60 million victims of, of their tragic decision in 1973. We need them to see the women, the men, the families who've been forever hurt um, because of their decision in 1973. Do you think the message that uh, pro-life is pro-science is finally starting to uh, get through to, to a lot of young people? I mean, 11% uh, of young people changing their minds is, is quite impressive. Yeah, we, you know, we were really excited because, you know, normally when you're trying to do mind-changing activities on the ground, you know, even if you can kind of see you've changed a person's mind, they rarely will admit it to you, right? Uh, we often, we can track, you know, a 25 to 31% mind change rate online, but it's a little bit more private for someone to admit that they were wrong. I definitely think that the science is undeniable. Once you see life in the womb, once you see the development of the child, uh, once you see exactly what happens in a dismemberment abortion, 
um, all of those 1970s antiquated talking points just go out the window. I will tell you this, though, John. What we're, what we're starting to see on campuses, what we saw at the Women's March, what we're going to see with the thousands of pro-abortion protesters that have promised to descend upon us at the Supreme Court on next Wednesday, is that their messaging has changed. Uh, they're no longer saying it's a clump of tissue, it's nothing. Now it's just an outright um, uh, argument that we don't care about those kids. Like, the first time I'm seeing, you know, I was at the University of San Diego Catholic College just two weeks ago, and I had the loudest silent protests of me ever. Uh, hundreds of students gathered, surrounded the building I was speaking at. And some of the signs that I saw were very, very interesting because they weren't denying the humanity of the child. They were just outright saying those children don't matter. There were signs saying F them kids um, on a Catholic campus. And this is what we've seen um, at, uh, you know, the Women's March. This is what we're seeing at pro-abortion rallies. This is a mantra that is now spreading across their movement. F them kids. It's absolutely unbelievable uh, that anyone would even think such a thing, let alone uh, be uh, saying it out in public and, and putting out banners uh, that state that the that, that, that children don't matter. Incredible. Our guest this morning is Kristen Hawkins, the president of Students for Life of America. We're talking about uh, the tremendous work that Students for Life is doing in anticipation of this upcoming uh, Dobbs case. Talk about the importance of education, which I know has been one of the keys of Students for Life. Uh, there's so much misinformation out there, and as we're seeing even on the campuses, kids just don't know the reality and the truth of what's going on because they've been drinking the Kool-Aid for so long. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, this is why it's so important. I think sometimes, you know, for those of us who've been in the movement, think, how can you not know about life in a womb? Um, how, how, how have you been so blind? How, have you ever seen an ultrasound? But for, for many people they don't really want to know. They don't want to think about abortion. It's a, it's a topic when it comes up, they kind of just try to tune out. And so that's why it is so important that fundamentally we continue to advocate for life in the womb. We continue to advocate for mothers uh, in crisis pregnancies to have another a nonviolent option um, because we have to force the conversation. And this is what fundamentally, you know, sometimes people will say, you know, we shouldn't, be controversial, you know, in our approaches. And I think there's different approaches that we can take in the movement, but fundamentally, just speaking the truth is going to be controversial. And if you're getting protested, if you're getting uh, pushback within your parish or with your school or your workplace uh, for speaking the truth, that's actually a good thing because it means that you're resonating. Because, you know, I, I'm a firm believer that change only happens at the point of conflict. And the reason why abortion has existed the way it has for almost 50 years in our country is because we haven't talked about how because we haven't got it in the public sphere because i am uh, you know i am firmly convinced that you know if everyone saw you know what was happening behind the closed doors of the planned parenthood happening on the street corners every day you know it was it was featured on the nightly news the body counts of these broken children these bodies broken by these children that we as americans would say you know my god like we have to stop this we have to you know elect the leaders we have to rush into the streets. We have to do all that we can to stand up for these precious human beings. And so we have to keep 
talking about abortion. I mean, we have to keep bringing it up. Um, we, we cannot just, you know, assume that everybody knows because the, the large majority of people, even our own polling at our Institute for Pro-Life Advancement, Students for Life reveals, people don't know. Last year we did a poll, 18 to 34-year-olds asked uh, the young people how they felt about Roe versus Wade, for example. And you're going to see this a lot in the news in the coming weeks and months. And the majority said they supported Roe versus Wade. So we said, okay, do you know Roe versus Wade allows for abortion all nine months for whatever reason? Then we, we asked the exact same question. Instantly, a 30-point switch, and the majority opposed Roe versus Wade. Wow. So the majority just do not know. And so when you hear, and you'll hear on the mainstream media and, you know, the talking points of the left in the next coming months is going to be, you know, the Supreme Court cannot reverse Roe. They have to uphold Roe. The majority of Americans support Roe. Your, your response should be, oh, yeah, do they know Roe? Do they actually know Roe? And you know, because the vast majority of people in America, no matter how they call themselves, no matter what their political labels may be, no matter what their religion, do not want unfettered access to abortion all nine months for, for any reason and sometimes with taxpayer funds. And the question also is, uh, do these young people know the ramifications of the road de decision in 1973? We're talking about over yeah. 63 million aborted children, right. over 2,400 every single day in this country. And that number's come down significantly uh, from the 1990s, but it's still a huge number. Do, do, you, do you think that uh, the majority of young kids on campuses have no idea about these numbers? That's a, yeah, you're, that's exactly right. I mean, this is why, John, you know, some of us remember the old, you know, 1990s Clinton era talking points of safe, legal, and rare. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, but when that uh, SNL skit happened a couple weeks ago where that woman posed as a clown and talked about clown abortions and how it was a very sad skit where this woman was basically saying the only reason she's a comedian or in her case a quote-unquote clown is because of her abortion. Very, you know, the complete antithesis of the feminist movement. Um, but it was interesting. She repeated that talking point, but then she said safe, legal, accessible. And they have literally changed, taken out the word rare uh, and replaced it with accessible because they never want to talk about abortion being rare. Um, they do never want to talk about the actual numbers of abortions because everyone kind of likes to think of it uh, of, as something rare, that it's an, that's an exception to the rule. Um, and what we have found, especially on campuses when we're talking about Planned Parenthood, for example, we're able to change minds at a quicker rate, at a higher rate uh, on Planned Parenthood than we are about abortion. And the talking point we use with these young people is say, you know, do you understand that they have abortion quotas? You know, at my good friend Abby Johnson, other former abortion workers will come out and testify that Planned Parenthood has quotas, sales quotas that they have to meet to sell an abortion. And no one on campus is okay with that. No one is okay with thinking about abortion as, as, as an industry. And so when you, when you can clearly show to them that this is a money-making industry that's a predatory, create-a-customer cycle that is preying off young people, encouraging them to make bad decisions, and then profiting off their bad decisions, um, once again, no matter what your label, no matter what your religion, uh, you don't like that. Well, we're uh, we're coming up uh, just days away um, 
from uh, December 1st, uh, when the U.S. Supreme Court is mm-hmm. going to hear the first oral arguments in this Dobbs case. Can you give us a, a, your take on the significance of this case, how historic, what a really big deal this is? Yeah, this is absolutely a big deal. As I mentioned earlier, this is the first pre-viability abortion ban case that the court has, has taken up. Um, so this is, you know, we have Dobbs, then you have the you had Roe versus Wade in 73 with Doe v. Bolton. Then you had the Casey decision in the early 90s, which, you know, permitted some um, state action to regulate abortions after viability. Uh, this will be the, you know, the third most significant case now, um, because the question is, is there going to be a new standard? Is the court going to come out and say, Yes, states have the purview to uh, any interest to block abortions, to limit abortions when children can feel excruciating pain. Um, Or could they go back and revisit Roe entirely and say states have the right to decide uh, is abortion legal in their states or not? Um, And so there's a couple of different ways they can go. I think either way we're looking at a victory here. Um, But, you know, I have very high hopes for this high court. Um, Kristen, we need to continue to pray, uh, to pray for the Supreme Court justices, uh, to pray uh, for the Attorney General Mm of uh, uh, Mississippi, uh, to pray for Students for Life and the great work that that you're doing. Uh, Talk about the importance of prayer and anticipation of uh, this case. Yeah, absolutely. We, for the first time, um, we're actually um, flying in and bringing in some members of the clergy to be with us on Wednesday. It is, um, we have seen, you know, I was out in the Supreme Court during the confirmation hearings uh, of a- Justice Amy Coney Barrett, and I had at one point a group of witches following me around and cursing at me. Wow. Um, and so what we're doing is we're, we've got to get serious about fighting the spiritual warfare that will be out there. We were, you know, we talked, I, I've been on relevant radio since the Women's March in October, where we were in 24 cities counter-protesting, where we had one of our pregnant staff members, despite taking, you know, great care to make sure she was apart from the crowd, still round up um, being threatened. Um, and, you know, some of the staff with her being pushed and shoved downstairs. Um, and so we've got to be very serious about the spiritual warfare that this that this day is going to bring. And so we've got De- we've got Deacon Ernie uh, Martinez coming in from the Archdiocese of Denver, who's a good friend of ours. Uh, we've got a Sister of Life coming in. Uh, we've got some other members of the clergy. Just gonna, we've just asked them to come and just be there praying uh, for spiritual protection for all of those. Uh, of us who are gathered at the court and those of those who are inside the court as well. And Kristen, the, the best um, location for someone to uh, be a part of uh, sure. all the activities surrounding uh, this upcoming um, uh, decision as the, as the court takes up the case on December 1st. Yeah, there's a few um, different ways you can join. Um, I would encourage you, you could go to studentsforlife.dobs. Um, um, right now, and you can sign up. Um, oh, actually, Dobbs Prayer and go up, um, but you can sign up on Students for Life's website. We're going to have um, folks joining us in person. We're coordinating with the AG's office to get people there in person. We're also going to have a uh, watch party there in Mississippi, um, where folks can join us right there near the, at this actually at the state capitol to watch what's going on in Washington D.C. And you can also just join us 
virtually. So it's eventsforlife.org slash Dobbs, D-O-B-B-S. And I just confirmed it. I went to the link myself. Um, but you can sign up for either one of those things, to join us in D.C., to join us in Jackson, or join us virtually. We've got four national live casts that will be happening uh, to the day before and then to the day of. As you all uh, may know, we at Students Life spend the night in front of the court because you've kind of got to guarantee your rally space for the pro-life movement. So we recruit students and they sleep out the night before praying uh, slash reserving the space for the pro-life movement slash guarding all of the AV equipment. Um, and so we'll be out there all night. So I'm going to be out there at 9 o'clock uh, the night before on the 30th with some special guests coming from Capitol Hill. Um, so we'd love to have people to join us uh, via a conference call or, or you know, uh, Zoom to kind of pray with us. Uh, we've got a prayer walk earlier that day. We'll be walking around the Supreme Court with crosses memorializing the 63 million we've lost. So just go to studentsforlife.org slash Dobbs, D-O-B-B-S, and you can RSVP for one of those three events, and we'll send you all the details uh, and you'll get to see all the you know various pro-life organizations and leaders who will uh, be there um, partnering with us and so many others on this historic day and moment. Kristen, great work. Uh, we are 100% with you. You're in our prayers. Uh, many blessings uh, to you uh, as uh, you prepare for this big day. Thank you so much. Kristen Hawkins, the president of Students for Life of America and Students for Life Action. Uh, we need to take a break. When Morning Air continues, our tech expert, Mark Mestriani, will join us to discuss some shopping tips for tech products, including the upcoming Black Friday. Stay with us. There's much more to come as Morning Air continues. Catholic Order of Foresters is proud to sponsor the Relevant Radio Studio Line. For information about employment opportunities and flexible premium life insurance plans, Visit relevantradio.com slash Forrester. From Maui to Maine, you're listening to Morning Air with John Morales. Coast to coast on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. 31 minutes after the hour. Welcome back to Morning Air. I'm John Morales along with Glenn Leverance. Thanks so much for tuning in. A number if you want to be part of the show, 888-914-9149. That's 888-914-9149. And now, once again, it's time for Tech Tuesday. A number of well-known national retailers like Amazon, Best Buy, Target, and some others are getting started early with Black Friday with deals in advance of this crazy shopping weekend that starts right after Thanksgiving and continues with Cyber Monday. What are some of the best tech tech deals that we should be keeping our eye on. Joining us now is our tech expert and longtime Morning Air contributor, Mark Mastriani, to talk about some shopping tips for tech products this Black Friday. Mark is a passionate Catholic dad, husband with 20-plus years of technology, new product development experience for all things faith and tech. You can follow Mark on his new Twitter account at God Loves Tech. Good morning, Mark. Thanks uh, for being with us. It's great to be with you once again for another Tech Tuesday. Good morning, John and Glenn. Tis the season for deals. 
<laughs> it surely is. It's uh, just about everywhere you go and everywhere you look, uh, uh, somebody's trying to sell you something uh, in anticipation of uh, this big uh, Black Friday coming up. Uh, can you talk a little bit about the, the, the big names, you know, the Best Buy, Amazons, Walmart, Target, and uh, who are really gearing up uh, for a big Black Friday? Yes, absolutely. So uh, what's so unique this year compared to previous years, there's a few dynamics that are, that are exciting and unique. The first dynamic is because of last year's pandemic, people are much more comfortable buying online. So it was a early adopter kind of method of buying gifts prior to the pandemic, and it was becoming more mainstream. It was about a decade of uh, e-commerce and the, the whole phenomena of Cyber Monday has crept closer to Black Friday, has crept closer to Thanksgiving Thursday. This year, because of supply chain issues, not only are the online deals more prevalent and everyone feels more comfortable purchasing online, but due to these supply chain issues, the deals were available even sooner. So Black Friday wasn't a day, right? It was a theme. Uh, Cyber Monday isn't just a single day. It's a, it's a theme, right? Uh, you can buy some of your favorite items and have them available for you under the Christmas tree, next to the nativity set, of course, uh, prior uh, with, with some safety cushion of time, right? So that's one of the macro trends more online purchasing, and more deals earlier. The other macro trend is just like travel, there have been travel sites such as Kayak, which aggregate deals across multiple providers. Now those similar aggregators are out there for product deals. So I'm just going to give you a, a, a small little handful of deals themselves, but I'll also give you some websites that you can use that I like to use in order to determine, instead of going to Amazon on one browser tab and Target on another browser tab and Walmart on another browser tab, what these websites do is they're looking at all these sites simultaneously, especially if you're looking for a certain item, and they can tell you the trend of the price of those items over time and which site, including Amazon, is the cheapest, okay? So the first of these aggregators, yeah, this is not a, a joke, the name of the website is called Camel, Camel, Camel. Wow. <laughs> Camel three times, okay? C-A-M-E-L, again and again. <laughs> you, you repeat that term three times. And, and camel, what is the camel, genius camel. behind that name? I don't know the story, actually. That's a great uh, uh, Tech Tuesday talk for another time. We might need to get those folks on here and get the backstory. But if you type in those three words, back-to-back-to-back, -back -back .com, it is a what's called a browser extension. It allows your Internet browser to be a, an aggregator of prices of a certain item, Okay. That's if you're looking for a very specific item. For example, they use the example of uh, Apple AirPods, 
What are Apple AirPods? Wireless earphones that can talk to your smartphone that come with their own charging case. These little earbuds in AirPods have short battery life because they're simply so small, they don't have enough space for a lot of battery. Well, the case that you carry them around in so you don't lose them also charges them. Well, the price of these little guys have come down over the course of a year from the high 170s down to nearly $100. From time to time, certain websites will have them available for $99 to $100. A great gift for your kids, grandkids, for yourselves. Uh, if you want to communicate, listen, stream relevant radio from your phone. So, Mark, uh, inflation obviously has not affected the Apple AirPods. Right. Just like most products, that's a whole different Tech Tuesday talk, is designed obsolescence, right, John? Yeah, most of these products are designed for roughly a three-year design cycle, and they are replaced by their manufacturer by something newer and cooler every two to three years. So the original AirPods are great and are useful for almost every situation that most people will find themselves in, and their prices have fallen as a result. Similar with TVs. Let's take uh, a few minutes. And Mark, before you go to TV, so just a quick question while I'm thinking about yeah. these AirPods, because I have considered actually getting uh, an, an Apple AirPod uh, for my iPhone. Yeah. Um, what is the, the benefit of, of the AirPod as opposed to the traditional um, e earphones? Okay, a couple benefits. Number one, they work with the Apple ecosystem very seamlessly. Right, So when you pair, uh, it's a technical term, when you're pairing a Bluetooth or wireless earpod, AirPod or earphone with a smartphone, sometimes it takes about three to five steps in order to do the pairing process. You turn on your phone's Bluetooth uh, and uh, radio, you turn on the wireless device, you make sure that they can see each other. You click yes, you want them to pair. So that's a typical pairing process. In the Apple ecosystem, if you already have an Apple smartphone, you open the lid of the AirPods Pro or the AirPods, and they, the phone and the, ear, the wireless earphones see each other instantly. And you say, are there new AirPods near you? Would you like to connect to them? You, in a single click, you say yes, and they can wirelessly talk to each other. So why would you want AirPods or wireless earphones over wired earphones? It's simply a convenience factor. You don't get tangled up in wires. Okay? So I'm using wired earphones right now for this discussion. There's some great wired and wireless choices out there. If you're going to be doing a lot of phone calls, you may not want the, uh, the audio quality of wired earphones might not be exactly what you want or need. But if you're doing a lot of walking or exercising or cleaning around the house and you want something that won't get tangled up with your smartphone, you can even be 30 feet uh, at most away from your smartphone and still be streaming smooth uh, music and phone calls. 
this is a great product for you. It, it's it sounds like a, like a great deal. Uh, one one other uh, follow up question: uh, How often do these things pop out of your ear? Because I know with the regular earbuds, uh, oftentimes you know they they fall out, and so if if the wireless one falls out, uh, that wouldn't be a good thing, especially at one hundred and seventy to one hundred dollars a piece. That is a very important consideration. So there are multiple generations of the AirPods. Some have silicone tips at the very end to give you the very best fit. These have been studied by Apple and many other providers. Uh, Google has what's called the Pixel Buds. The uh, uh, Samsung have Galaxy Buds, right? A lot of these providers have a lot of products that are similar. They're teardrop shaped, so they're designed to stay in most ears. So it should be okay. However, if you have issues with typical earbuds slipping out, you actually may want to consider any of these wireless earbuds that have silicone tips because they come with a variety of sizes and they lock into your ear a little better. Good to know, Mark. Mark, we need to take a break as we continue uh, talking about some of these uh, great deals, these uh, tech product deals that are coming up here in anticipation of Black Friday. We're joined this morning by our tech expert, Mark Mastriani. If you have any questions uh, for Mark, uh, you can give us a call, 888-914-9149. That's 888-914-9149. We'll continue our conversation. Stay with us. There's much more to come on the other side. Catholic Order of Foresters is proud to sponsor the Relevant Radio Studio Line. For information about employment opportunities and flexible premium life insurance plans, visit relevantradio.com slash forester. Get connected to the conversation. Call us now at 888-914-9149. That's 888-914-9149. You're listening to Morning Air with John Morales on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's the final countdown. 46 minutes after the hour. Welcome back to Morning Air on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm John Morales. Thanks for being with us this morning as we continue our conversation with our tech expert, Mark Mastriani. We're talking about shopping tips for tech products uh, here in anticipation of Black Friday. Mark, welcome back. Great to talk to you, John. We were talking about the uh, the Apple AirPods, uh, but, but we wanted to uh, move into uh, the smart TVs. What kind of deals can we expect here uh, in the upcoming days? Great question. So this has been a hot uh, item on most Black Friday lists for the last three years, smart TVs. Okay, so uh, we, mo- we talked before the break about these, these deal-finding sites like Camel, Camel, Camel. Another one is called Honey, H-O-N-E-Y. And the last one is called Slick Deals. If you know what you're looking for, these are great sites. If you don't know what you're looking for and you're just, you've got a price range in mind, you might want to just go to the big retailers like Walmart, Best Buy, Target, Amazon, and start clicking around. But there's some interesting things you should know 
let's do a little couple minute deep dive on smart TVs, right? So uh, the resolution of a smart TV is a key feature, but it's not the only thing you need to know when you're shopping for a smart TV. There's two other things I wanted the relevant radio audience to think about when you're looking for these deals. The other two things are refresh rate, refresh rate, and the operating system that comes with the smart TV. Okay, what are these two things? Let's talk about it. The first thing is refresh rate. Smart TVs these days are based on a platform technology called light-emitting diodes, LED. Light-emitting diodes are tiny flashlights, tiny flashlights, hard to see with the human eye, and they're always turning on and off. When they turn on, they can only turn on red, blue, or yellow. Okay, so it's the combination of these colors and whether they're on or off gives the image on the screen. The resolution is how many flashlights are on the panel itself, okay? So having a lot of flashlights, that's great. That's a very important consideration. Uh, HD is one level, UHD or 4K is the next level up and 8K is currently state-of-the-art technology, and those TVs are multiple thousands of dollars, okay? How much the difference, Mark, is, between the HD that so many of us have and a 4K TV? That's the key. You're, you just answered, you just asked the perfect question, John. It depends what you're watching. It does. So if you're watching sports, which moves across the screen very quickly, the resolution is not nearly as important as the refresh rate. If you have very high resolution, 4K or 8K, but you have low refresh rate, refresh rate is measured in cycles per second or hertz. If you have high resolution, but low hertz, like 60 hertz refresh rate, your eye will see uh, blurring across the screen as the motion of gaming or sports moves across the screen, you'll notice the difference. If you're into gaming or you're into watching sports, you want to balance the resolution with the refresh rate. Refresh rate my suggestion these days, 120 hertz or cycles per second is very good. It's not all the way at the bleeding edge of high-end technology, and it's not the low end, which is standard for movies or cinematic uh, experience. You might want to consider higher refresh rate if you're watching a lot of sports. It seems kind of counterintuitive because I I know uh, one of the biggest reasons why I originally got an HD TV, a smart TV, was to be able to watch baseball and be able to see the crystal clear images, the nice green grass, you know, the ballparks and have it look so sharp as opposed to the the old uh, technology. And yet you're saying that it's really not quite as needed during sports. Here's the good news, John. High definition 
is good enough for almost every watcher of every type. High definition is pretty excellent. Ultra high definition, which is also called 4K, if you are very into the details, if God gave you the gift of excellent vision, you will notice subtle and crystal crisp differences at the edges of objects with the, the difference between HD and Ultra HD 4K. Most human beings <laughs> will not notice the difference between 4K and 8K unless you're looking at an 8K image, which will look like almost three-dimensional. It'll look like it'll have such high contrast that the person or the object looks like it's coming out of the screen itself. It's very high-end, very... Uh, it, is almost overwhelming for the eye. I would imagine there's a price tag that goes with the 8K technology as well. Thousands of dollars, yes. If you're looking for something sub $500 as a really good replacement to a living room or basement TV, you can get an excellent deal for Black Friday in the 4K range with good refresh rate. If you are looking for buying for uh, someone who's into sports or into gaming, you may need to step up a couple hundred bucks to get the higher refresh rate this, this holiday season, this Christmas and Thanksgiving. Mark, what uh, the last one is operating system. Just one second on that one. Oh, sure. Go ahead. There, there is the Roku operating system, Android operating system, and there's a third that slips my mind, but it also, uh, Samsung has its own operating system. Those operating systems do matter uh, when it comes to the interface between your TV and the streaming services you might already be subscribed to. Roku is, has been on the leading edge of being an excellent operating system, very intuitive, very easy to use, getting you between your remote control, what you're watching on TV, and your streaming services. But Android and Samsung and others are catching up. So the, it used to be that the Roku was slightly higher priced, maybe just a, uh, a few dozen dollars above Android and the other operating systems. They're getting more equal. So you may see a deal on a, an Android smart TV versus a Roku smart TV. Those are becoming less different and more uh, equal over time. So if there's two, of, if Rokus are sold out and Androids are available, even if you're a part of the Apple ecosystem, it shouldn't stumble or trip you up. Uh, the Android is getting pretty much as good as Roku operating system these days. Sounds good. I am familiar with the, the Roku. Uh, in the last couple minutes that we have, uh, just a quick word on any deals that you see um, on the uh, phones and tablets, the smartphones and the tablets. Great question. Most manufacturers have a deal. It depends. Again, it's getting into the weeds again, but it depends on what you want to do with it. If this is kind of your entry product into uh, 
a digital magazine reader, a digital book reader, the brand and the operating system does not matter. Use these deal-finding websites. You can find excellent deals on Samsung tablets, Amazon Fire tablets, uh, even uh, the laptop brands are making tablets like ASUS, ASUS, and many others. Uh, the brand doesn't matter when you're just getting into tablets for the first time. If you are a student and you're using Chromebooks and iPads for your school, and you might be renting one from your school and looking to upgrade to your own personal iPad or Chromebook, great deals out there for Black Friday and Cyber Monday as well. Whichever platform your school is using, that's the one you want to use these deal-finding websites to um, search for. And even cameras. So even though we carry some of the best cameras made ever in human history on our smartphones, you may want a camera for activities, recording yourself skateboarding and, and biking and skiing. GoPro is the name brand for activity-based digital cameras. Many other digital cameras are catching up to GoPro. You don't have to be locked into the name brand number one. A lot of great technology is out there for cameras as well. Mark, uh, one final question. Uh, are you surprised at Target's announcement uh, that they're going to be closed on Thanksgiving? I'm grateful. I'm not surprised, and I am grateful. Because of those macro trends that we started with, John, that most people during the pandemic were very comfortable purchasing items online, and that going places, we don't want to have that thundering herd of a crowd trying to get a very small number of a hot deal at retail locations. I am very grateful this Thanksgiving week that we can shop from the comforts of our homes and still get equal deals to the people who are willing to brave the cold and the crowds this Thanksgiving Thursday. Well, let's leave it right there. Happy Thanksgiving uh, to you and your family, uh, Mark. Thanks so much for being with us. May God bless you and all your families. Thank you so much. Many blessings. Mark Mastriani, our tech expert. And now it's time for another edition of Glenn Story Corner. Looking ahead to those leftovers, our story today, Twas the Night of Thanksgiving. Twas the night of Thanksgiving. I just couldn't sleep. I tried counting backwards. I tried counting sheep. The leftovers beckoned, the dark meat and white. But I fought the temptation with all of my might. Tossing and turning with anticipation, the thought of a snack became infatuation. So I raced to the kitchen, flung open the door, and gazed at the fridge, full of goodies galore. I gobbled up turkey and buttered potatoes, pickles and carrots, beans and tomatoes. I felt myself swelling, so plump and so round, till all of a sudden I rose off the ground. I crashed through the ceiling, floating into the sky with a mouthful of pudding and a handful of pie. But I managed to yell as I soared past the trees, happy eating to all, pass the cranberries, please. From Luke 6:38, give and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. 
Thanks so much, Glenn. As always, coming up next hour here on Morning Air, International Catholic Evangelist Martha Fernandez Sardina will be with us to continue her weekly Remember You Are Love series. Today we're going to discuss In Thanksgiving with Love. And Father James Kabicki will also join us to talk about gratitude as we get ready for Thanksgiving Day. Stay with us. There's a lot more to come here on Morning Air next hour on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app.